now listening to No Truths Welcome back to a brand new episode of No Truths Barred, the best up-and-coming podcast on the internet, and I'm your host, Toyku Waku Timmons, and once again, I want to thank everybody for listening, supporting the podcast. As I always say, I never take anything for granted, and I deeply appreciate it and, and people sharing the content, so I just want to continue to move this podcast forward and to continue to grow it. And like I said, uh, I don't know if I announced this in the previous episode, but this Saturday I'm going to start Truthfully Street. Uh, So that particular segment, it falls underneath the No Truths Barred platform. And in that particular segment, what I'll be doing is going out into the streets, talking to everyday people, getting their opinions on various perspectives. So I'm excited about that. And I have my first interview on Saturday uh, with a local business owner and entrepreneur. So I'm really excited about that. Also, I have two, count them, two phenomenal guests coming up in the next few days. And then I have two more guests for the month of November. So I'm really trying to get more people on and have some more really great, intense conversations. Also, if you're not doing so already, make sure you're following me on Facebook. Well, actually, I'm not on Facebook anymore. So Right now, make sure you're following me on Instagram and Twitter at Hoyt, H-O-Y-T, underscore Kawaku, K-W-A-K-U, underscore Timmons. That's T-I-M-M-O-N-S. And I have a brand new page on Instagram that's specifically dedicated to this podcast because my Hoyt page is more so, uh, it it's definitely includes a lot about my podcast, but it also showcases more about other interests of mine and things that I'm into. So uh, make sure that you you subscribe and you follow the underscore No Truths Barred podcast. Also, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, because I'm really trying to grow my YouTube subscribership. So once again, thank you for the support. And I want to premiere a new segment. At the beginning of each podcast, what I want to do is to recommend a particular book for you, either a book that I have read or a book that I am currently reading. And so the book that I am currently reading at the moment is a book by Peter Joseph. The book is called The New Human Rights Movement, Reinventing the Economy to End Oppression. This is the book right here. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So make sure you check this out. And I've well, I actually purchased this book um, a few weeks ago, but I'm actually just getting into it right now. And if you don't know who Peter Joseph is, Peter Joseph is the gentleman who made the Zeitgeist films in the early 2000s. So he made the Zeitgeist film about 
you know, uh, the World Bank and the money systems. And then he made another Zeitgeist film about Christianity and its correlation to the Zodiac. And some people have contested some of those uh, arguments that were put out in those films. But nonetheless, it at least gets you to start to look at things from a different perspective. And I heard him on a podcast with another one of my favorite scholars, a gentleman by the name of Chris Ryan. And uh, they were talking about the overall structure of our current economy, which is uh, capitalism. And I always say, I don't, uh, I believe that the truth is somewhere in the middle. So I never try to be anti-capitalism or pro-socialism or what have you. I just try to read and research as much information as possible. And then from that, from there, I try to come to my own conclusion. But uh, reinventing the economy to end oppression, essentially it's about how do we make the current model? And it's not necessarily, like I said, uh, well, to an extent, he's taught, he's is a critique of, of capitalism, but more so these models that we have, because if it's not capitalism, it has to be socialism, but kind of how do we create a new economy that addresses our needs today, the aspect of AI, the aspect of automation that's coming that's going to uh, take a lot of jobs. And so I'm, I'm just getting into this book. A lot of my information about this book comes from interviews that I've seen with Peter Joseph. So uh, definitely make sure you check this out so we can kind of be reading this together. This is the one of the books that I'm reading at the moment. I tend to be a, a, an, an avid reader. So uh, make sure you get that book. Really great book. And what I'm going to start doing as well is uh, I'm going to start either on my Instagram page or Twitter. Or possibly I might dedicate an episode to it. I'm going to go ahead and start uh, providing you guys book recommendations. But anyway, enough of that. I don't want to keep talking about a bunch of, you know, whatever. I actually just want to get into the topic because I want to keep this one quick and concise um, because it's, a, it's an issue that I want to speak about and it's not really deep. Like this episode, this episode and the previous episode, I kind of did these for a specific objective. The objective is not really to lay out a whole lot of information on you. I just want to propose certain caveats with the power and the influence that we have now as millennials, especially as African-American millennials. And uh, the, the previous episode, you know, I talked about rap music and how can it be used as a tool for upliftment, liberation, education, etc. And this particular episode is going to be in that same vein, but I'm kind of going to scale it back a little bit. And I'm more so going to focus on the media aspect in general. Um, and, and that's what I want to look at. So these two episodes, this episode, episode 49 and episode 48 are episodes I'm kind of designing for a specific listener, the listener who's in this particular market or in this particular, these particular career fields, uh, who, who happen to be black people and one for inspiration, but two, what type of responsibility do we have? in these particular platforms and, and on these uh, certain mediums. And so uh, episode 49, fix this microphone. All right. Episode 49, the black, the new black media, episode 49, the new black media, pretty straightforward title. Uh, that's what we're going to get into. Um, so I want to start by quoting one of my heroes, one of one of the people, two of my heroes, because I feel like both of these particular quotes 
it encapsulates exactly what I want to convey in this particular episode. And essentially, I'm just going to augment uh, the, the, the perspectives that these two gentlemen uh, put forward. The first one is Elaine Locke, who I consider just a heavy, heavy influential person as far as it goes when it comes to uh, uh, African-American history. And not only African-American history, but the Harlem Renaissance. Uh, many will actually credit Elaine Locke as being the father of the, of the Harlem Renaissance. I wouldn't go... I could see that particular argument, but I, I would also make an argument for quite a few others as well that could actually have that same title and be deserving of that title. But anyway, um, I don't really write a lot down. I try to go off the head, but I wanted to, to read these two particular quotes. Elaine Locke, art must discover and reveal the beauty which prejudice and caricature have overlaid. I'll repeat that again. Art must discover and reveal the beauty which prejudice and caricature has overlaid. Okay. Now I'm going to move forward to the next quote. The next quote uh, is from someone who I consider the epitome of integrity, the epitome of manhood, uh, the epitome of leadership in many cases, not just predicated upon skin color and phenotype, but just overall character. And this particular quote is from Malcolm X, or some people may call him Al-Hajj, Malik Al-Shabazz, some people may call him Omar Wale. But the quote is this, media is the most powerful entity on earth. They make the innocent guilty and the guilty look innocent. I'll repeat that one again. Media is the most powerful entity on earth. They make the innocent look guilty and the guilty look innocent. And that's from Malcolm X. And those two particular quotations, like I said, they encapsulate a lot. So here we are. We're the new black media. We're the YouTubers. We're the podcasters. We're the bloggers. We're the vloggers. We're the people with the TikToks. We're the people with the Instagram pages with 20, 30, 40, 50,000 followers. We're the people that are, are on Facebook, have the, the huge Facebook followings, the, the huge Twitter followings. Right now, more so than any other point in our history, we have access to unlimited amounts of media, unlimited amounts, uh, unlimited, unlimited amount of platforms to convey ourselves and get our message out there, which is something that was not available to generations before us. Then now comes into question is this. This is the thing that comes into question. How are we going to responsibly use these platforms in various manners that aren't just for the sole purpose of monetary gain, but how do we also use these platforms to enlighten, to educate? to showcase independent artists, to provide information that may not be readily available in our public school systems, to provide information that may not even be readily available in our university and collegiate systems. I'm calling on people to not just use their platform 
for shits and giggles and just to have fun. I'm calling on you to also carry the burden or a certain level of responsibility and use your platform responsibly. Pardon me, folks, my ear itches. And look, I'm not digging in my ear. I'm scratching it from the outside. So it's, I'm, not, I'm not doing anything gross, just to let you guys know. I'm not doing anything gross. But if you go back and you study Elaine Locke, and I, I want to move, I want to move away from him. You look at Langston Hughes. You look at a gentleman who they call Black Socrates, Hubert Harrison, who actually was one of the people that invited Marcus Garvey over to do some of his first uh, speaking series, speaking circuits, excuse me, in Harlem, New York, here in the United States. As you know, he was from St. Anne's Bay, Jamaica. You look at early African-American newspapers. The Negro world being one of them. How were they used? They were used in a capacity that not only informed but it also could galvanize some sort of action that led towards upliftment and liberation. I'm not saying that every single black media outlet has to tailor their message around that, but I do feel because of the, the, the oppressive position that many that, follows, that follow a lot of these platforms are in, there's a certain responsibility there. And in addition to there being a certain responsibility, we also are in a beautiful position because now we have a, the power to fight against the corporate conglomerates which dictate media, which dictates the story, which dictates the narrative. As Malcolm said, the power of the media to make the innocent look guilty and the guilty look innocent. We have an opportunity to move away from that. We have an opportunity to provide an alternative narrative and an alternative narrative that's predicated on actual facts and truth and research. And that's the beauty. We can't just use these platforms to tell jokes, and, and once again, there's nothing wrong with that, because everything has balance, because there's some YouTubers, pardon me, and podcasters that I listen to solely for that purpose. The reason people may listen to my podcast may be for a different purpose, and also, let me put this back out there again. If you've been following me, I know normally my, my podcasts are densely compact with a lot of information, um, and these past two ones have been a little different. The reason why I'm doing them this way is because I'm, I'm on YouTube and I want to make sure that the people that may just may be their first time watching one of my videos, I want you to not feel overwhelmed. But trust me, I'm going to get back to that. So then the question becomes, how do we use media to redesign 
the narrative in which we're represented. Okay, I have a few suggestions. So one of the ways that we can do that, like I said, you got to understand if you get when you get into media, whether it be music, whether it be video, whether it be radio, once you go deep enough, everything legitimately is controlled by about three or four corporations. And those three or four corporations, they're incentivized, they're incentivized, excuse me, to provide negative images of black people because it's lucrative. It's lucrative to put out songs that pre that present us as being hyper hypersexualized, violent, in gangs, uh, not really astute. This is where the money is at. And really, there's no incentive to segue away from that. And then honestly, you, you have to put onus on the corporations, but you also have to look at us as the consumer as well, where we will go out and, and, and fervently purchase this sort of material and this content. Now, am I trying to govern the way somebody conveys themselves in music, the way someone conveys themselves on, on their particular platform, the way someone conveys themselves in their blog or their writings or what have you. No, I'm not trying to do that. But what I am trying to say, or what I am saying rather, is that we have to combat a multi-billion dollar industry that's invested in not only making money off of, but the perpetual promotion of negative stereotypes that are fed to young people, black, white, or other via many of these social media outlets, via many of these streaming services, via many of these written publications. And I'm looking at like when, when I'm looking at podcasting, I'm looking at this as a, as a as a way for us to remove the power of narrative and imagery away from the comp the corporations, away from the conglomerates. That's the way I look at it. Why does Fox, why does BET, why does MTV, why does HBO, why does it? And listen, this is not knocking, I'm not... I'm not just trying to defecate on these particular companies, but the truth is the truth. We are primarily fed negative images. But then you have our independent media, which I consider myself a part of. I'm a part of the independent media movement. What is up with this microphone? Hold on, folks. All right. See, I'm going to have to get another... Um, I'm going to have to get another mic now. All right. Good grief. I'm looking at the time on this podcast. As I said, I don't, I don't want to hold you guys long because I know the debates are tonight. So if you're going to listen to this right after, I want it to be kind of quick so you can get to your debates. And, you know, the uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump debate. Also, I'm voting for Joe Biden. Trump is definitely trying to become an autocrat. But let's look at the past a little bit. And I'll pick out two names. You look at someone like a Ozzie Davis. You look at someone like a Paul Robeson. Who use their art, which to an extent and to a degree, I do consider it part of media. Who use their art to enlighten, to talk about injustices, as well as to entertain. And I, I have to wonder, why do we feel that 
enlightenment and education has to be mutually exclusive from entertainment. I love what KRS one did when he said edutainment. Because I feel that, and not even I feel, but I know, us as black independent media and podcasters and, and, and telling a lot of these stories, we have to make sure that we have to make sure that we are we are putting out a message that will people keep people engaged, that will, will entertain, but will also give people some sort of food for thought and allow people to walk away with a different perspective. So I said, with these podcasts, what we have to start doing is invite independent candidates on. Because one of my biggest critiques, and I want to save this for a later episode, but I'll, I'll get into it briefly. One of my biggest critiques is the fact that politically, there's this biopoly of the Republican and the Democratic parties where they can, they can control the political perspective and political discourse in this country where you either have to go through the left wing or the right wing. Other than that, there's no other voice. And the power of independent media is that we can provide the other voices out there that may not necessarily acquiesce to the rhetoric of the Democratic Party, that may not necessarily acquiesce to the rhetoric of the Republican Party. We can allow them voices and potentially allow alternatives for American citizens when they go to the voting booths in the future. This is not something that will happen right now, but I'm saying, see the vision. If we're using these platforms responsibly, if we're using these platforms in a manner that can enlighten and educate and uplift, then we could possibly be the catalyst of a paradigm shift politically. We could possibly be the catalyst of a paradigm shift when it comes to radio, which I think is going to be on its way out. It's, about to, it's definitely about to be on its way out. We can be the catalyst for all of these things. But it just comes back to using our platforms responsibly, using our platforms in a manner that will allow, like, for example, uh, I've have a, I have a few professors that follow me that are doing great research as far as anthropology goes, as far as linguistics go, who I'm about, who I will have on. But a lot of times those people, they're not going to get a chance to, to speak on CNN. They're not going to get that chance to speak on MSNBC. They're not going to get that chance to speak on Fox News. So you have a lot of brilliant work out here and people that are making great findings. You know, one of my favorite scholars is, is he's not a, he's not black, but still one of my favorite scholars is uh, Graham Hancock. And he wrote Fingerprints of the Gods, Magicians of the Gods, a lot of other works. And he, he just put out a new work this year, earlier this year. And I, I haven't gotten a chance to read that, but essentially... He's doing work in, in the Amazon where they're find, finding ruins of lost civilizations. People like that should have a voice. And that's what this whole thing is about. I'm sorry if I'm sounding preachy, but I, I want to use these YouTube episodes to provide um, inspiration and insight. 
So look, I'm not going to keep you guys long. I just wanted to do this episode tonight, a quick one, just to talk about the importance of black media and the fact that we have a, a really cool opportunity in, in today's market. So anyway, once again, make sure you follow me on, on not on Facebook, but on Instagram and Twitter at Hoyt, H-O-Y-T underscore Kawaku, K-W-A-K-U underscore Timmons. That's T-I-M-M-O-N-S. And also, if you've, if you've missed any of the previous 48 episodes, those episodes are available on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. Once again, much respect. And actually, this weekend, I'm going to be back with episode, actually, episode 50 this weekend. And next week, I have another guest on for episode 51. Anyway, love y'all. Stay safe. Take care. And make sure you don't vote for Trump. And peace.